From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 497. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hey, Mike. How are you today? Good, man. How are you? Good, I think. Uh-oh. As I always say, good, Uh-oh. I think. Yeah, I think it's it's questionable, right? Uh-huh. Like, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Am I good, though? Really? You're always good. You're good to me, <laughs> I'm at least. good. I'm good. I'm fine. Everything's good. Everything's golden. Um, starting this show off with a sort of stationary related thing that I have a favor to ask of our listeners, Mike, mm-hmm. especially if those listeners also join myself and yourselves on Twitch. So, um, friend, uh, Miranda, our good friend, Miranda, um, who writes for IGN and also is also an awesome streamer. She streams at Havoc Rose. We'll put a link in uh, the show to her stream. She runs the Stationary Brew stream team. So there's a bunch of us stationary um, streamers in that group. And she has put a, what do they call this? Like a user, it's basically like it's a like user. It's like a petition um, kind of Yeah, thing? like a petition. And uh, on Twitch to just, for something very simple, to add tags for our stationary streams so people can find us like when we're searching, right? Like literally, can we have the tags like stationary, journaling, planning, things like that, right? So when we were, I was talking about this on stream the other day, which is where you get most people to do this because they already have a Twitch account. You have to have a Twitch account to vote. Um, They were mentioning that keyboards just got like a keyboard tag like three months ago, right? So this is something that uh, Miranda created uh, a while back, honestly, like a year, year ago. And it's just still hasn't gotten any traction with Twitch that we would just like some basic search help <laughs> from Twitch yeah. to help us find, um, you know, other uh, streamers who are doing the same thing because we don't have our own category, right? Like most of us stream yep. and makers, makers and crafting. Um, there's some art streamers, some writing streamers that do stationary stuff, but there's not like a perfect place for us. And there probably won't ever be just cause it's never going to be that big. And it, it definitely falls into like the makers and crafting kind of arena, but to have those little extra tags in there. So I'm going to put, uh, um, a link to Miranda's tweet so you can see what it's about and then she links it over to the place on Twitch where you can just go click vote. Yes, I would like this feature to help all of us stationary streamers out. So thank you and I appreciate it. This is something that got added in the keyboard community. So there yeah. was no tag for keyboards. There was a tag for keycap design in the makers and crafting, hmm. but no okay. like nothing else which General. is just like a really weird like of why of everything is this the thing um and there was one of these uh twitch user voice posts i mm-hmm. voted on that like i've now voted on this one and yeah. they added it so there is yeah. now a uh just keyboards tag um in yeah. the makers and crafting and it just means that like so if you want to find keyboards there's now like a keyboards thing right so like it's just another easy way for people to try and find what they're looking for. Yep, super simple. Hopefully it's super simple for them. It's got to be super simple for them to add. It's harder for them to notice that yeah. it needs to be added, right? Like yeah. that type of thing. So I appreciate y'all. Any of y'all that have a Twitch account, you know, it's obviously easier for me to ask this when I'm on Twitch streaming and people can are already logged into Twitch and they can just go over and click the button. So it's a bigger ask for our podcast listeners to do the same. But if you happen to have a Twitch account, go follow that link. That would be cool. I'd appreciate it. You can vote with a Twitch account. Yeah, no, you have to just have a Twitch account. Or, yes, or or if you're Twitch staff, you can also do it. But I guess <laughs> I don't. You're Twitch you know. staff, probably. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> um. Oh, Mike, <laughs> we got a link oh, this week. I feel like you should you should lead this. Okay. You should lead this next little topic because I am still trying to collect my thoughts. Um. But as we say that, it might be live now. So what do we have here, Mike? The Twisby Bowl. Yeah. It is releasing in limited numbers today as we record this, right? Which is the 19th of January, 2022. 350 units available worldwide. It's just a limited run product. It is a large glass (laughs) ball which fits the 70 milliliter Twisby inks. And it's like 
I can't think of the word like machined, milled. I don't really know how you'd say it for glass cast. Uh, milled. I yeah, milled. It's pro. I don't know that it's. Ca- I don't think you could cast glass. I don't know what the term. And I don't think it's like be. directly blown, right? I think it's probably like machined or machined milled. Machined into yeah. allowing you to then tilt the ink bottle at 45, 34, 22.5, and 11 degrees. So as your ink bottle uh, depletes, you can tilt it to allow you to bring the ink to a level where you could more easily fill the pen, which is exactly what we were talking about <laughs> with Robert Hoster bottles in the last episode. And I said how much I wanted something that would let me like tilt the ink bottle as well so mm-hmm. I could get into it. Um, and now Tusby have made this. I mean, admittedly, this is for their own inks, uh, and I don't use them. <laughs> but I actually think this is really weird. You know what I actually like about this? I like that it's just a limited run. Somebody wanted it. We made 350 of them. That's the end of it. And I like that kind of stuff. I do these kinds of things. You do these kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It should be called the Twisby Danger Zone. Because there's no way this goes well for somebody, right? <laughs> like this is ending, your your bottle is more likely to end up on the desk than if it was just <laughs> in the bottle. If it's like you think you might be ready to go down to twenty two point five degrees, but uh oh, what you really wanted was twenty six degrees because now there's ink all over the desk. Oh my gosh! Like I, I mean, I'm with you. I adore this. Like this is what Twisby does. They just do this this weird stuff like sometimes and sometimes it's a pen and sometimes it's an accessory and they're just like you know screw it let's make the twisby and they they call it stupid stuff like the twisby ball which is actually brilliant right the names are always the twisby go i was like what are you doing like Mm -hmm. but it's brilliant right like it's the best name for that pen it's not the twisby spring-loaded high ink capacitor right it's the twisby go it's also and a fun it's, name though yeah that's what i'm saying it's great the twisby swipe um the twisby ball i mean like what i twisby pretty soon ball. they're gonna have they're gonna have like a food line and it's gonna be like the twisby pickle one day <laughs> and it's just gonna like yeah it's it's a pickle like thanks uh-huh. twisby but it's like you're also a genius so <laughs> i i love this like i'm not i'm not chasing this down to like go get one for myself mm-hmm. because I do I even have any of these bottles, right? Like I might have one. I don't even know. I'd have to I would have to check. I think I have the blue black in that size bottle, the 70 milliliter bottle. But it's 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 just fantastic, right? It's just fantastic. And if you're going to eleven degrees <laughs> on on this, like you're just asking, you're just playing with fire. <laughs> <laughs> like there's gonna we're gonna have a horror story this time next year. It's like I bought the Twisby ball and I got the degrees wrong and now there's ink all over my desk. And <laughs> then I threw the Twisby ball through the window, so now I have a replacement window. So uh, on the way. sixty dollars. It's a, it's on their site right now. I have no problem with that. Yeah. I mean yeah, it's, it's a, nice for Twisby it seems like out of line. Like it seems like, whoa, that's expensive, but it looks I, nice. I, I mean, we've we've talked about how ink companies have had to change like their ink bottle designs, right? Just for cost perspective. And if you're going to make a, a smaller amount, and this is like a very thick, probably a detailed machining operation. Yep. I can't, I, like, I wouldn't imagine it would be less than like thirty or forty dollars. So I don't think sixty dollars is probably not out of line. I don't think they're making much money, any money in this at all, really. It's yeah. especially in those units. It's like. I mean, it, for Twisby, it's expensive, right? For Twisby, it yeah. seems like, well, I can buy two Twisby pens for that and for that much. But, you know, it's it's a fun thing. It's like the uh, the concept cars, right? Like, sometimes you just make the fun thing because it's fun to do and it shows off some of the things that you're interested in. And even though it's not the mainline thing, right? It, I think it's cool. I love it. So I, I can't wait to for someone to order this and, and tell me how it really is. But I'm, I'm not ordering it. So wait, this holds the 70 milliliter inks. They, oh they've introduced a bunch of different size ink bottles, which is a little bit of a problem when you're selling a, like a specifically sized product like this, right? Yeah. Um, they started with the 70s, was the first version. Right. Then they made 20s? They're I $16. Think, mark. The, the 70 milliliter inks. Mm hmm. 
So they don't have a wide range of colors in the big bottles, right? It's like your your basics, blue, black. I think if I have one, it's blue, black, right? It's yeah. just, you know, the standards. Like, is that really, do I need the accessories for my basic ink, right? Like if I was, like, it would be interesting to have this type of accessory for like a really wild ink lineup. Mm-hmm. But like, I get it. I mean, this will be sold out, you know, by the time you post this, probably. Even probably. at 60 bucks a pop, right? So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Something that I cannot believe is still in stock is the Retro 51 Ombre Macchiato, the new Retro 51 Gold Spot collaboration. This might be, Brad, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have it yet. I bought one immediately. It's <laughs> been a while since I've done that. Uh, this might be one of the best um, Retro 51 designs of all time. I will agree to disagree with you on this, and I completely understand why it's still in stock. (laughs) I I saw this. I didn't even bother to put it in the show notes. Why? It's amazing. You saw it, it and you're like, Brad, oh my gosh. It looks incredible. It looks like a macchiato, and it's got latte art on the top as the finial. It's just fantastic. So here's my problem. It's upside down. The coffee's pouring out the top of the pen. So every time I use the pen, it's upside down. No, it's not. The cream should be on the top. No, it shouldn't Because be. it's on the top of the cup. No, because this is... So um, a macchiato, sometimes, a lot of the time, you start by adding the espresso to the milk. So you foam the milk, mm-hmm. and then you take the espresso and pour it in the top. So it starts like the so the espresso is at the top and sifts down. Yes. So, but if you do a, what do you call it when you slice something in half and see like the side a cross section? The cross section. Thank you. If you did a cross section of a macchiato in a cup after the design has been poured through the top, what's on the bottom? Well, it depends how long it's going to be. No, no, no. When you're done making it and you've made your little frillies on the top, what's on the bottom? No, but that's... Okay, so here's... The the problem is... The problem is... (laughs) Just say that I'm right. No, you're not right. (laughs) The problem is the finial design is detached from the rest of it because... That's correct. The finial is latte art. Mm -hmm. You cannot do latte art on a macchiato. Mm, Okay. See, right. I'm just a I'm just a standard coffee drinker. Anyway, yeah. I don't really know the build process. Like, I get the idea of it, but yeah. then the concept of it. But to to me, it's just I I think it's don't don't get me wrong. I think it's cool. Like more mm-hmm. coffee pens, the more coffee pens, the better. I just think it, this one's backwards. It's not. <laughs> it isn't. It isn't. I I know why. I know why you think it is. Right. Mm-hmm. But so like, <laughs> what I will suggest to you is just like. Uh, it, the problem I'll go, is I'll go YouTube something. The problem is like things get messed up because <laughs> mm-hmm. you end up with like Nespresso macchiatos and it is the <laughs> other way around. Sure. But if you do it of like a real barista style. Yeah, where you would you you start with the milk and then you add the espresso to the milk and then it starts to like in like uh, mix on its own. And it has mm-hmm. this ombre look to it. Yeah. They shouldn't have done cool. the latte art cool. finial, even though I love it, because it does add that confusion. I, I mean, think this yeah. is fantastic. It was an insta-purchase for me. <laughs> the design is amazing. You will um, use the heck out of this pen. Like, yeah, no I mean, I also just like the ombre design. I do, too. Anyway. They did a good job. That was one of my ideas. Um, back in the past, I had a, a specific colorway that I wanted to do in like this kind of uh, gradient uh, view, and then they came out with, with something similar. It's like, ugh. So, and like, I'm, I'm talking like, you know, uh, I don't want to say I'm talking bad about this pen. I like this pen overall, but like, I have this like really concepty type idea that I want to do if I ever do another Retro 51 mm. that I think a lot of people will hate, but I'll love, you know, kind of thing, right? It's a real, it will be a real divisive idea if i ever did it um so yeah i can't talk too bad about it <laughs> so people when i come up with my really weird idea people will hate it and i'll just go like yeah well i like it <laughs> i hope you do it because now i want to know what it is 
Yeah. I might have told you in the past. I don't know. Okay. I will tell you because I don't know if I'll ever do it and you might think I'm insane, but okay. I, I have a really crystal clear idea of what I want. I just don't know if I'm brave enough to do it. How many uh, do they make of these? Is this like a nine ninety nine type of deal? Um, I bet so, probably. I didn't see that. I, I, I didn't know. It was yeah, they'll sell every single one. They'll sell, sell every 773 single 773 really pens. Does that mean something? Significant to 17... Se- this, I now want to return this pen. <laughs> I, I what, cannot what? believe what I'm about to read here. Oh, like, do it. Do it. This is absolutely mental. Right. This gold spot pens retro fifty one collaboration is limited to seven hundred and seventy three pens worldwide. Significant to seventeen seventy three, the year of the Boston Tea Party. Dumping three hundred and forty two chests of tea into the chilly Boston waters showed the British that American <laughs> colonists were furious about taxation without representation. This act also made coffee the patriotic beverage of choice. This Since is the greatest fa- day ever. <laughs> Since that fateful day, the USA gained its independence and became one of the most productive economies in the world. While there are many people that contributed to the country's success, they were most likely fueled by the mighty coffee bean. What's God up, loser? Damn, what is wrong with you idiots? What is this? What is this? This is insanity. What like, it doesn't happened? even make any sense. It's like, oh, in 1773, everyone was <laughs> drinking the mighty macchiato in America whilst throwing some tea chests into the river. God oh, damn it. I'm so happy. Why did about you have to use my earlier stance first, on this? The first paragraph is perfect, mm-hmm. which is the pen's barrel cascades from a rich espresso brown to a creamy white, the gnarled top, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, you know, cool. Macchiato, and then what did you go barista. off the deep end for? What is wrong with you people? <laughs> Can I just say as well, because I get I'm in it now. Because lots of people like to try, like they'll say, like you know, it's like Independence Day, and they say to me, like, ah, mm. oh, ha ha, this is the day we go. It's like I need you to understand. <laughs> no one here cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody in the United Kingdom cares that. July 4th is America's Independence Day. It's like, it's not a thing for us. We're not like, oh no, we lost the American. Like, we don't care. We really just don't care. Like, it's not a thing. And I just find it so strange that America continues to be so like, just like, this is crazy, right? Like, this is just crazy. Like, it's not even, like, it's not even July. Like, what are you doing? This is nothing. This is absolutely nothing. So number one. I'm now going to hate this pen. <laughs> Do you know what you've done to me, Goldspot? Like now I'm going to be annoyed <laughs> by this pen when it arrives. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So at one point, this Why pen wasn't even going to be. This, question? this wasn't even going to be in the show notes. And then all it was was Brad's curiosity. I swear I didn't read any of that. Like I had no mm-hmm. clue. I was like, "What? Uh, what's like?" We, we were wrapping up. We were ready to move on to the next thing, and now it's like one of the greatest segments we've ever done. Thank you, Mike. I also just want to note: if you think that you mm. need to provide me any feedback about this, <laughs> don't want it. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> oh yeah, throw it. Just go. Th- Throw it, throw it off. Uh, <laughs> Tony, I just got to just take the pen and throw it in the Thames and video it and yeah. like put it on the put there it on the go. on the YouTube, on the Instagrams. Do it for the gram, Mike. You got this. God. Oh my gosh, God. we should take a break. Although I think you're the one that needs the break. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by friends at Squarespace, the only one platform to build your online presence and run your business. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace have got you covered. They combine cutting-edge design and world-class engineering to make it so incredibly easy to establish your home online and make your ideas a reality. Squarespace They have the whole package for you to go out there and build a website of your own. It starts with one of their beautiful templates. They're professionally designed. You just use drag and drop tools to customize it, make it feel like your own. You can change the colors, the fonts, and everything in just a couple of clicks. The settings, even the products that you have on sale with their inbuilt store functionality, and you're ready to go. And all Squarespace websites are optimized for all sizes of device, so it doesn't matter what people are coming like using to come to your website, it's going to look amazing. You get free unlimited hosting, top-of-the-line security, and dependable resources to help you succeed. You don't have to install, patch, or upgrade anything. They have 24-7 support. 
You can register a domain name with Squarespace, take advantage of SEO and email marketing tools as well to get your ideas out there. You can showcase your work with a portfolio design, publish a blog post, uh, promote a business, announce an event, have a store of your very own, all with Squarespace and everything in between. If you want to build something online, there's a place to go. Go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and you can sign up for a free trial with no credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code PENADDICT to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash PENADDICT. And when you decide to sign up, use the offer code PENADDICT and you'll get yourself 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of the PENADDICT and Relay FM. I think I'm going to start a, a new site. 1773 is for coffeegousa.com. Yeah, that's no, that's really good. I... Uh... <laughs> So I I can't get off of this yet. So oh, sometimes really? like I always talk about, you know, how I love the, like the stories, you know, that we can tell um, you know, about products and stuff, but sometimes you don't have to <laughs> sometimes, yeah. sometimes you don't have to it's okay. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you need just one story, not sometimes two it's stories. just a coffee pen. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> the story is, hey, we love coffee. <laughs> or even just like you can say Americans love coffee. We want to celebrate. Like, and that is cool, right? Like, go for it. Americana with a macchiato for some reason, but Americana, right? Uh, Why is the Boston Tea Party involved? I'm glad I could revisit this even after. Oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this next segment, Mike. It's too normal. (laughs) After the Twisby Ball and the the Ombre Macchiato 1773. Oh, it's unbelievable. Um, I talked about desk pens this week. What, it's like Americans don't drink tea? (laughs) Is this a thing now? Or it's like, you know, like coffee is like a really important part of culture in many places around the world. Mm -hmm. Like especially like the macchiato, which is an Italian beverage. (laughs) But it's yours now because you threw some tea in the river. Like, God damn it. Ocean. Ocean. All right, I had to take my glasses off to wipe the tears away. How am I? I'm supposed to do like a whole 10-minute segment (laughs) <laughs> I don't think I would be able to. Like, what are you doing, Gold Spot? Like, oh, this was just imagine. We weren't even supposed to do that. Link, imagine I if I didn't, if I wasn't curious, how many pins I would, they made. Honestly, I wished, I'm so angry now, <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was really excited about this pen. Yeah, but it's like it's needled perfectly into a thing where it's like, yep, where I feel like I can't get away from this. You oh, know. Yeah. And now it's seeping into coffee pens mm-hmm. for some reason. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. I think I'm under control, Mike. Let's talk about desk pens. All right. And the idea of desk pens that aren't desk pens, but could be desk pens. Are you with me? Are you tracking me so far? Yeah. So I did a review on Monday for the Platinum desk pen, right? So the idea, it, desk pens have been around for forever um centuries you know came from quills into dip pens where you have to have you know the the pen on a little holder and a little inkwell next to it and you have the long skinny pen with the nib on it and you dip it in there it was a desk pen it lived on your desk it wasn't portable you weren't throwing it in your pocket and and uh you know hopping on your horse and going to find a macchiato <laughs> see this is the thing you can't say you can't just be like oh, i'm gonna leave it now <laughs> and then not leave it now because like i'm just sitting here i'm getting i'm stewing over here i'm getting more mad like this has ruined the episode for me because like i'm just sitting here now and i can't stop thinking about it you it's, know? it's great so <laughs> Yeah, they probably. <laughs> I wonder what they signed, like some of the paperwork when like the tea was coming over, right? It's I mean, also because like, like you know, now it's like, um, um, here we go, right? Like, <clears throat> no, you know, I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna go there. 
right? I'm not going to go. <laughs> I was going to go down a road that I'm probably going to regret. I would definitely regret where I'm talking yeah. about, like, who is it that actually was left after the independence, right? Like, you know, there were people there before and, like, they didn't really feel... I'm, I, I'm stopping. I'm stopping. Right. <clears throat> I'll pick it up here. You've got to stop so I don't mm. do this to myself and cancel right. the show before we get to 500. Well, you actually put a good note in here um, uh, about this, this desk okay. pen. So... Okay. The modern desk pen mic became, you know, like in the 1900s, like it became like the real, like, you know, hoity-toity desk pen, you know, in, in all the the big wigs offices, right? You know, you had your mm-hmm. desk pen and eventually morphed into like, it was always, you know, fountain pens for dipping and then fountain pens came with cartridges and... um. Then they morphed into like ball points and roller balls and all these desk pens. Everyone knows what a desk pen set looks like, right? It's like you would cringe like if you got one as a graduation gift now, right? That was what you got back in the the eighties and nineties, you know, from from grandma when they she was looking after you, um, you know, for for your graduation gift. But nowadays, I only think of desk pens when I think of what this platinum is, mm. and to me. I wish they would just kind of call it an art pen or a drawing pen because it's like it has this desk pen idea, right? It's this long, skinny, tapered barrel. It's very lightweight. It's made for like large flowing motions and it has that balance for that. And I see artists mainly using this type of pen, right? It just gives them like the leverage and the angle. You can drop really far back. You can use it like a brush. You know, you can put your fingers you know like two or three inches away from the nib and just kind of really go to town on it i love them i love using them and writing them but what most people think of desk pens now is like what evan says in the chat all my pens are desk pens because i never go anywhere and that's i actually have a category of pen that i talk about to myself because i don't have anyone else to talk about that are desk desk pens yeah yeah you like an hour a week like I talk about, we talk about desk pens, but like I literally have, when I was doing this review, I was like, I have this desk pen, but I have a group of pens that are my desk pens and they are almost universally not fountain pens. And, and I'll get into why is that in a second, but your question was kind of about this platinum. It says, I don't understand a pen having all the looks of a desk pen, but none of what actually makes it a desk pen. What makes a desk pen to you? Well, I feel like a desk pen should have something that makes it like that it lives on the desk, not that I've chosen to put it on a desk. Right. Because then it's like everything's the desk. Here's my desk computer. Here's my desk cup. Here's my, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yep. I feel like a desk pen to warrant that would need to have like, here's the little wooden thing it's kept on or like you know, like the traditional of like, here's the little ink bottle that's built into this block of wood that the pen rests on when you're not using it kind of thing, you know? Like right. that's like, it feels like that's like a whole... It's almost like a kit. It's like a setup. Yeah. Like a desk pen's like a setup. But yeah. honestly, my platinum desk pen lives in my pen well, <laughs> if you can believe that or not. That makes sense, though. Uh, I mean, that fits. Like, like that yeah, yeah, thematically, yeah. that fits. But the thing about the, the, the platinum desk pen, it, what I don't understand about it is like they've made it look like a desk pen, mm-hmm. but it has none of the things that make a desk pen a desk pen. It right. just looks like one. And I don't right. under, and I feel like I don't understand why you would want this. It's that's why I think the 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 modern name and Lamy does this too. Lamy makes this style of pen, but they just call it the Lamy Joy. They don't say this is the Lamy Desk Pen, right? Yeah, like if for some reason you want that, or you like the look of that, or you're used to it, but you don't need the whole kit and caboodle anymore. You know, mm-hmm. like I I understand, but. It's strange yeah. to me to be like, hey, this is a desk pen. It, it has a cap on it, and you can put yeah. it in your bag if you want. Yeah, and where I see these the most is I'll see like three or four of them in like an artist pen pouch, right? With like different nibs, different inks, and things like that. Yeah. More than I'll ever see them on a desk. So maybe platinum. I mean, this is like a traditional platinum product, and maybe it's time for them to just do like Lamy did and just give it give it a product name because mm-hmm. no one's using this as a desk pen anymore. Um, it's only a desk pen in name in that it's really 
it's not super portable unless you're putting in it in a larger case or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, with this type of type of shape, it's it's definitely not portable. Um, you know, in in concept, but I just I see these all over the place. Like they're in artist brush bags, like all the time. So it's a super interesting pen. I love it. But what I was getting at with my desk pens, not the platinum desk pen, is it's almost universally not fountain pens. It's like markers and rollerballs and ballpoints and pencils and highlighters, like stuff that I really don't necessarily use around the house or take with me. I take my fountain pens with me because I'll usually take a notebook and that notebook might be in a case and then that case I'll throw in a fountain pen because I like using the fountain pen with that type of book and those just kind of go around with me almost universally like there's I guess that there's a the platinum preppy and the twisby swipe I do keep on my desk but those are like good desk pens because mm. they're fountain pens but they're not going to dry out they're cheap. I don't have to worry about cleaning them like religiously, like I have to do for all of my other traditional fountain pens. Like they're made to, you know, be inked up for a while and not have any negative reactions. But like I'm just staring around. I wish I should do a live count here. Let's do a live count of how many pens Brad has on his desk in in sight right now. Is One, this two, desk three, like four, just hanging out five, on the six, desk, or are they seven. like in yeah. things? They're in things. Let me count, and then I'll tell you how they are. Seven. Okay. There's a lot counting happening right now. Oh, is he st- still counting? I had to. I had to lean to to look around. Thirty four. I got thirty four. <laughs> um, there's like a bunch of mechanical pencils, right? So I have one, two, three containers that they're in, and then there's some stuff that's just laying down. So I have this Rhodia kind of like pen cup that's probably got like fifteen pens in it. I have a. Kara's Customs Dudek block that's got nine pins. I have uh-huh. a different uh, Dudek um, little block that has three pins. I have the Lucrin um, desk pin holder. I forget the name of this. It's got like three three pins on it. I have my Smand case. It's got Smand. two pins. Smand. It's got two pins. Uh, well, excuse me. It's got one pencil and one pin on it. And then I have, like I'm using a Kaveco uh Kaveco for my show notes today so I got that so yeah but it's all stuff that is not necessarily used on a daily basis mm-hmm. but is very useful when I want to do the specific thing with them right like the mechanical pencils I'll probably use close to every day just because they're generally like my noting not a note taking pen, but a notating pen, right? Do you know? Do you, my, the difference of that is they're not going to do the long writing, but they might di- like do a highlight or a markup on a page, okay. right? Or a yep. little little sidebar type of thing. That's usually done with a mechanical pencil. I have marker pens like the like fine liners, right? You think of them like fine liners, like Stadler Tri Plus fine liner. I have the Kuretake Sig Mangaka that I love like that is also like a notating pen right it helps me do my calendar and things like that and then I'll use a marker if I need to do like some bold lettering in my um, planner something like that and then I'll have gel ink pens that I like to take a break from fountain pens from and then I have rollerball pens that I used yesterday when I was addressing envelopes to send out memberships and it's just like this is the stuff that helps me get the things done but aren't like hey let me sit and write with my Montegrappa Elmo with the extra fine nib and the really cool magenta ink in it and have this you know really great experience writing that I've built for myself these are more like the the tools the tools of the trade and they just sit here and those are my desk pens. And that's what I think of the desk pens these days as opposed to like the platinum desk pen. So I have this whole like thing built in my head of of, of how I do things. And, huh. and that's how I try to explain it. At least try to justify it to myself why I had, what did I say, 34 pens like in visual, uh, visual uh, appearances here on my desk. So yeah, there you go. That's a lot of pens and pencils and highlighters. And smans. I have 12 pens on my desk. And then I have a Sinclair that has six pens in it. Sometimes on the desk, sometimes somewhere else. Okay, I didn't count my 
my brass town that has my fountain pens in it. My six, I have six fountain pens in so it. So then so I have yeah. twelve. So of the so, hundred and sixty-five pens that are on your desk right now, mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. telling me none of them have ink in them because you're always saying, "Do you never? You never have more than three pens inked up?" And I don't know how that's possible. No, 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 no. Something pens. So. Fountain pen wise, I I definitely I usually creep up to about ten fountain pens inked at a time right. before I start to have like a panic attack and need to start cleaning things. So I have six fountain pens in a brass town. Then I have a Caveco Sport uh, uh, that I'm using right now that I just inked up this morning for a very specific reason. I'm testing out the Caveco Premium Extra Fine Nib that I got. Mm. I have the Platinum Desk Pen which stays inked on the desk with the Platinum Carbon Black ink. Um, it's an inexpensive pen, so I don't mind just keeping it um, filled here on the desk because Platinum, in this desk pen, they use the slip and seal cap. So it keeps it, you know, from drying out. Um, same thing with the Platinum Preppy, which I have on my desk, the Perpinep version <laughs> of the pen. Also has the slip and seal cap. Um, it does not get cleaned out. Um, regularly and then i have the twisby swipe which i am doing a test long term to see how the twisby blue cartridges and the twisby swipe um compares to something like the platinum preppy right um just for a rarely used fountain pen that you just kind of pick up and use so the fountain pens in my pen case which i would have to open up to see exactly what i have going on in there those are the ones I worry about filling and cleaning, right? That's those six plus the the Kaveco I just inked up. Um, the rest of it is made to exist in a, a long term type of setup on the desk. Right. Okay. Very nice. So what what is your ratio of your twelve pens? How many are fountain pens? Because I always picture you with your big block of fountain pens, like thirty something fountain pens in front of you. Nine. But that's not necessarily the case. So nine of the twelve are fountain pens. Yeah. And the rotation on those is, we don't have to, you know, keep going over this, but that it's a pretty low rotation. Like, you just keep those inked up with, they are what they are. Yeah, they I'll, I'll have they these ink and, for a couple of months, and when they're starting mm-hmm. to run out, I will take them home, mm-hmm. refill the ones that I want to keep, and swap out the ones, you know, swap out gotcha. some for some that are at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I keep trying new stuff. Gotcha. So yeah, I have like, I don't know, it's just weird. I almost think of my fountain pens as more portable than almost all of my other writing utensils. Right. I don't know. There's probably some psychological thing about that, about how I want to use things and, you know, the different appreciations of different products and, and you know, a whole whole litany of things. Should we finish up today's... Really weird episode <laughs> with some hashtag last TPA. Yeah, we have a good batch to go through, so let's try all to right. get them all. Wow, really? Oh, we'll see. We'll see how they okay. go. There's a lot. Uh, Curtis asks, why do all pen clips suck? I mm. know they're designed to go in a shirt pocket, but I don't wear any of those kinds of shirts. I'd like to clip it onto my jeans pocket, but this always makes the clip bend out and stop being so useful. Not only that, but then some rattle against the pen body. Do you know of any brands that have a great clip that would work well on jeans? If not, I'll just keep considering the clip as a roll stop and tucking the whole thing into my pocket. <laughs> I love the angst in this question. Mm. Like, I, I mean, are you going to argue with Curtis? No. No, absolutely not. Because these... <laughs> We're not going to argue with you, Curtis. Uh-uh. Clips are, I think in general, they're meant to just attach to thin things, whether it's like mm. the cover of a notebook or a shirt pocket. And once once you start getting to thicker things, you end up in a situation where the metal is just going to bend. Like That's just kind of the way. It... I think physics are not going to be your mm-hmm. friend too much here. Yeah, so I love clips on pens i'm also completely fine without clips on pens i get the challenge that a lot of products have um with clips as someone who helps design things with clips or without clips and having to decide whether to do it or not and then if you decide to do it did you do it well enough to not be to not take away from the pop the the actual writing of the product because the clip is so poor right is does it become a distraction because it's so bad it's like it's really hard to get a clip design 
right. And mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort. It takes as much to get the clip design right as it does to get the pen like body and the entirety of how the pen works <laughs> is is equivalent to like designing a good clip. Like it's really hard to do. And some products like you'll find a lot of the machine pens. Like I'm looking at a tactile turn right now. Um, that's like a really strong stout clip, but if you go to like the store shelf, you're going to find almost nothing with like a strong stout clip, right? Like if you're just going to get something off the, um, off the shelf, like your, like your inner gels or, you know, your, uh, one of, one of my favorite pens with the worst clips ever is the, uh, the Uniball Signo 207 and 307. It's just a great, great pen, and it's just a terrible clip. So it's like a little and, piece of plastic, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's just flimsy, and it's going to break if you stuck into your jeans. So you almost have to go to, like, these custom makers who are make, building their own clips to use for, like, more a more um, carrying purposes, right? Like to, to, to clip to a jeans pocket or you know, to clip to a backpack or things like that. So it's, it's a challenge. Like when you find a good clip, like you, you kind of take note of that. And that list is pretty short. Like I love our spoke design clips and our spoke roadie clips, but you know, every now and then someone will just like overcook them. Right. Like, and just like bend it out. And it's just like, well, like, yeah, we'll, we'll replace it. But it's like, it's such a challenge to get a really, really good clip design. So I always think of clips as roll stops. Like that's what they are yeah. for me. I don't clip pens to anything. It's because also it's just not a thing I want to do. It's yeah. not just oh I don't do it because I can't. Like it's just not, not ever a feature that I'm looking for because it's not yeah. how I use these products. Right. I'm pretty clip agnostic. It's like I get it for the roll stop features, but I if I really like the pen and it doesn't have a clip, that's not like a consideration for me. I mean, it really isn't a thing I think about. Mm -hmm. Like I would say to you, most of my pens don't have clips. I think that's wrong. I think most of my Mm -hmm. pens do, but I think about it so little that it's not a thing for me. Exactly. Also, right. clips can can ruin the design or like can detract from the design. Oh, I talk about that all the time. Clips are almost. If I talk about the clip, it's almost always going to be negative in a review, yeah. right? Otherwise, it just exists and does its job. But if it starts getting in the way or it's really poor, that's when I start talking about it, right? It's mm-hmm. it's just one of those things. It's like it's like the umpires or the referees, right? You only. You don't ever notice the good ones because they just make the right calls and go on about their business. You only notice the bad ones because there's been some huge mistake. Kyle writes in, I am a university student studying economics at the University of California, Davis, and I'm looking... University of California, uh, Davis. Yes. And I'm looking for recommendations for paper, pens, and ink for doing math and economics. Due to how we need to draw graphs and solve equations, I'm looking for something that is a very fine nib and an ink and paper combination that dries very quickly as I currently suffer from a lot of smudging while working through some problems. Thank you so much for your help. Your podcast and blog has been extremely helpful for getting into the fountain pen world over the past year. So Kyle did not specifically say they wanted a fountain pen, even though... The way they write this, saying they want a very fine nib, and thanks for getting me into fountain pen worlds. Would you assume they want a fountain pen? Because if not, I'm going to recommend the Jetstream and the Jetstream Edge. So I'm going to say I think they might be asking for a fountain pen, and I'm going to maybe say that is not the right product for the what they're looking for here. It's like a it it can be done right. So what I would recommend if we're gonna do a fountain, we'll do it both ways. If we're gonna recommend a fountain pen, I'm gonna tell you to start with the Pilot Metropolitan with an extra fine nib, and the ink is gonna be a challenge. I would just stick with Pilot's blue or black, one of Pilot's stock inks are gonna be fine. They don't dry really quick though. Hiroshizuka um, dries fast. Roshizuku does drive faster, but then you have to have. I guess the pilot comes with that little uh, little converter, um, little squeeze converter, which is just very very average. Um, and then mixing it in with a paper, it's going to be a balance again from dry time. And like you don't want something like Rhodia, even though it's going to be like an exquisite fountain pen, extra fine nib experience. It's going to extend your dry time. 
gosh, this is this is harder than I thought it would be. I'm trying to think of like what the good the good papers are. Like the Kukuyo, like the Kukuyo campus is always like the student quality paper that um, Kukuyo makes. And it does a really, really good job at balancing dry time and quality and also price for like, like if you're doing equations in like math and economics, like the way Kukuyo makes their campus notebooks to where they're like 30 pages each, right? Mm-hmm. You can like go through, it's kind of built for this type of work to just like you, you work through all these problems and work through through all all your ideas, but you're not committing like a 200 page like Leutsch term, you know, to necessarily doing that, which like that's a good balanced paper that's going to give you good performance while contributing good dry time. I would probably like to discuss this more with Kyle, like indirectly, um, like through email and like we could really nail down like can we find the perfect pen, the perfect ink combination and the perfect paper. But I think... I'm trying to get a little bit too broad here, even though it's a it's a pretty challenging answer, and it should be easy, but I, th- I think I'm making it a little bit difficult, so I want to get some more clarity from Kyle, so shoot me another email, Kyle, and we'll, we'll see, see what I can do. But, but we've got some starting I'm, points. There. I'm starting with probably the Pilot Metro Extra Fine. Yep. And Pilot's Black Ink, and then a paper like Kakuyo Campus, Leutsch term, even though that's not the right format probably that you want. Um, loose sheets. If you want loose sheets, the Kakuyo makes um, like bind, like um, copy paper, like in 500 sheet reams. If you want loose sheets and kind of build your own type of notebooks. Yeah, or like I'm not sheets. sure what, what, what they would be looking for format-wise, yeah. but I'm pretty sure it's not Moleskine Leutsch term no, no, style. No. You know what I mean? Like, I know yeah. that's what you're saying, right? I'm like, thinking of more of a paper feel, right? Dry time yep. is going to be very important yep. for Kyle, and that's that's the challenge. So, Like, I'd probably expect larger pages. Probably A4 would be my expectation. Right. What about Rodia? Right. No, that's what I'm saying. It's just too slick. It's just oh, gonna, it's that, it's, got that like yeah, okay. It's a good point for dry time about that. Like yeah, I it would, feels good. I would choose bad. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But like for the answer to this question, I think that's completely the wrong answer. Matt asks if I wanted to order some custom letter sheets and envelopes with my name printed on them that would work well for both fountain pens and typewriters. What companies should I be looking at, or is that impossible? So I think what Matt's asking for is like custom stationery, mm-hmm. like letterhead stationery, which is super classy. Matt is a mm-hmm. very classy individual, so yeah, this is our good me. friend at MB. Yep. Um, who I talked with a lot about this. Like we okay. went back and forth in the DMs. I I was really working to figure this out because I think a lot of our listeners would like to know this answer. And even if we excluded the typewriters, which I I didn't do uh for Matt. Um we we talked about that and the issue is getting the custom letterhead with the good paper it always has been right we've actually seen companies like rise and fall trying to do this because getting something that's like a universal type paper and getting it customized is really hard like it's a really complex thing to do right if you if we get uh a good fountain pen paper and you're able to put letterhead on it, it's going to be very expensive, and it may not be the best paper for someone who just uses rollerballs or ballpoints, and then vice versa, right? So none of the companies that have ever tried to do this have been super fountain pen specific, at least not that I've found. And I even asked around. like I was talking to some people about, hey, can we build something that would answer this question about, you know, this custom letterhead, fountain pen compatible. And also, so uh, Matt was talking about, like, for typewriters, basically wants loose sheets, right, that are at least, like, sizable, right? Like, at least a minimum of A5, but would take, you know, your more A4 style. So that's what they were looking for as far as, like, the typewriter type compatibility went in that it would be a loose sheet that was not overly thick, right? So it could it could manage the turn in the typewriter, and um, also be like 
sizable enough to like do some effective effective typing. Say, so yeah, I, the typewriter is really what throws a spanner in the works here more well, than well, anything else. I feel. Well, that's why I talked to them a bunch about this, yeah. right? Trying to get the thing, and you know what our answer was? There was no answer. Like I was like, right? I'm trying really hard because I want to know this because I think we would get a lot of questions about this, and we have in the past. And there's no good answer. I and feel so, like the only way you can do this is you find the paper. There probably is something that would do a decent enough job, and then you mm-hmm. have to send it to a local printer and have them look yeah. it for you. Yeah. Like, so that's I, the only way I could imagine doing this. But like, we yeah. first got to start and find the papers. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of where we left it. I was like, hey, here's a bunch of paper that I think would be good. It's now, are we going to do like the custom stuff on top of that? Well... We're like doing this cross pollination thing that really no one has ever either I been able to solve or is interested in. The properties that make paper good for each of these do not lend itself to the other one. So, like, good fountain pen paper might be not good typewriter paper and vice versa. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I think the real challenge is the customization. Like that's where huh. the 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 main hangups are. In, in you're gonna my have to opinion. find a, a local printer and pay for yeah. the nose for it, basically. Like again, you go right back to the Kakuyo, mm-hmm. um, A4, five hundred ream, take a hundred sheets, go get them letter letter pressed or however you want, um, you know your logos or your name or an address on there, and take those to a printer and get those you know, 100 sheets done. Those are going to be good for typewriters, but then you don't have, like, an envelope to match, so you just have to find, like, the envelopes to Unfortunately, match Unfortunately, so. Matt's going to have to start their own company. <laughs> like, it's the only way. You know, well, you, you, that point. you know them like I know them, you know, right? So the question came up is, like, well, how about we just do it together? And we both just laugh, so. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, they um they are into all different types of companies and getting things started. Yeah, and, and I feel like you <laughs> it was have it was put just funny. Their brain, to be honest, I know. Get in with a problem on that. <laughs> we just started it, and it was like, well, we can't solve it outside of us. So how about we just get together and solve it together? <laughs> and then we yeah. both just went kind of ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. <laughs> like, neither of us wanted to do it, which is why none of these companies ever work, right? It's like yeah. it's ends up being like way too expensive and too finicky to like actually make this business successful, or else I think we would have seen right? more of it by now. Yeah, it's super particular. Yep. All right. If you would like to send in a question of your own, uh, you can just use hashtag AskTPA as a tweet, or you can use question mark. Ask TPA in the Real FM members Discord. If you have a longer question, you can send it by email to hello at penaddict.com. I would like to personally apologize for the episode today. <laughs> uh, just, you know, just putting that out there. Um, remember Things all happen. of the goodwill you have towards me uh-huh, over the uh-huh. last 497 episodes before you open your email client. <laughs> and also remember none of that email goes to me so as chat reminded everyone the email goes to me so far away so you know you go wild uh if you want to find brad online you got to at dowdyism d-o-w-d-y-i-s-m he's pen addict on instagram uh i am not on any of these services so don't even try and find me <laughs> you can also find brad on twitch he is pen addict uh, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash penaddict. Brad streams three times a week. Tuesdays, Thursdays, 10 a.m. Eastern. And after we finish recording the live show on Wednesdays, Brad also goes live as well. Uh, thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show. And most importantly, thank you for listening. And we'll be back next time with episode 498. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>